John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. That's really difficult with dating is that women often expect you to be funny. I often hear girls say, it's really important he know how to make me laugh. But it would help if you told us what kind of material you like. <laughs> so we could prepare the right stuff at home. <laughs> if you like storytelling or slapstick or something topical from the news. <laughs> and then we can, what's going on with Donald Trump? She's, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm so pleased. That was Daniel Simonson. And by the way, what's up, Sutniks? I'm dropping chuckleheads completely. I've gotten enough complaints. It's over. All right? <laughs> Too many people are angry. <laughs> Nobody's angry, angry. I don't think. Actually, I did get one email that I was like, Jesus. All right. I got it, buddy. <laughs> and then uh, that was from Donald, someone named Donald. Not surprising. Uh yeah, I'm. Uh, it's it's done. We're. I've got a few different ones. We'll go over them in a second. But that was Daniel Simonson. I'm Tom Takar. I've been wanting to play Daniel Simonson for a while. One of my favorite comics. This is from uh, Comedy Cellars, uh, the Comedy Cellar show this week at the Comedy Cellar on Comedy Central stand up YouTube page. Uh, you can see that whole clip. Although it's pretty short, there's not there's not enough tape on Daniel Simonson on the, on the internet. But you can watch him on Colbert. He's got a great set on there. And then if you if you just Google him, there's there's some good stuff. But uh, one of my favorite comics, and you can hear just right there, he's got a very unique voice and style. It is not necessarily for everyone. It is maybe my favorite comedy to watch right now. I just find him so funny. And unlike, uh, there's some comics you watch and it's like their voice is just a kind of a gimmick. How funny it is. You're just like, I get it. They're saying things in a funny accent. That's, that's silly. Daniel is not that guy. Daniel has a very funny, unique voice, but he has the act to back it up. His jokes are so, so funny. So that's on Comedy Central stand-up YouTube page on uh, the This Week at the Comedy Cellar clips. This is Stand-Up with Tom Takar. And as always, I am joined by producer extraordinaire, Coach T. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well, man. I'm out here. You're out here? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. <laughs> You got your damn wish, Coach. Hey, man. <laughs> listen, man. I have a sense. You know, I can. I'm a DJ. I got to sense people out. I knew we weren't going nowhere with that chucklehead stuff. You were right. I got to hand it to you. You were correct. We got yeah. some. Uh, we got some more possible nicknames. And uh, I got to tell you, I I really thought uh, more of these would come in. I thought you guys would care more about what you're called. All I know is people. Some people have a very adverse reaction to chuckleheads. Yeah. So it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Chucklehead, this makes me feel a type of way. I can't really explain it. I get it. I get it. We don't even need to go any deeper into it anymore. <laughs> Here's the problem, is that we record these episodes like a week out or whatever, so for a full week or two after we've already made the decision, I still have to get emails that are like, <laughs> how dare you, you piece of shit, call me a chucklehead. I'm going to find you, Tom Takar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's over. Uh, we did get some more, though. And uh, we got we got some from Jack Nunn. I think I said... I don't remember if I read these uh, last week. No, no, these ones just came in. Uh, he writes, uh, Hi, Tom. I've tuned into your podcast recently, and it has really brought me positivity in these gloomy times. I can always rely on you and Coach T to make me laugh and put a smile on my face. I just listened to your second most recent podcast in which you address us podcast listeners as chuckleheads, and I would have to say that Coach T's reactions sum up my enthusiasm for the name. (laughs) (laughs) Here are my top three suggestions that I came up with that you can hopefully use. Uh, Hope you enjoy these names, Jack Nunn. So I I read it like that. Oh, he he sent some more, too, so I'll just read them all. Takarians? Love it. Humor Extraordinaries. That's a little clunky. That's a mouthful. That's a title. Yeah. Bitbusters. Oh, come on, man. The problem with that is... Too sexualized, man. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) I don't think everybody thinks of busting like that. (laughs) (laughs) Am I just horny? Do I always tell them myself on this show? (laughs) I think that could be... You think everything's too sexual on this show. (laughs) Bitbusters? <laughs> I'm looking at something to bust my bit in. He also said the banter busters. The that banter seems busters. more sexual. Um, earls of banter and banter nights. He really leaned in on banter here. <laughs> banter nights? Banter nights. Like banter K- nights. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, uh, that guy might play like Magic the Gathering or something. That, that could be maybe a Skyrim man. We have another thing to get to here, which is a new segment I... I teased it in a previous episode. I think I talked about it last week, but I want to get the word out there because it's a link now to do this. It was a segment I pitched a while back called Make Tom and Coach Laugh, and I have gotten so many emails from people. The problem is uh, I forgot to run it by legal, (laughs) and so we had to make it legal the way way we do it. You have to do a little uh, submission form. And that is on Comedy Central's website now. I'm going to tweet out the link. So if you have a joke that you think will make uh, me and Coach laugh, send it in. And again, I, I didn't clarify this the original the, the first time I said it. I don't want like a five minute set. I want like one joke. Just give yeah. me a joke that we can we can read on the show, make people laugh, and uh, give you a little shout out. That's what I want this to be under 300 words and. Uh, it's a link, like I said, if you go to Comedy Central's website and click on the podcast link, you can find it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it. So that's uh, that's uh, my my handle is uh, Tom A Takar. It's T H A K K A R. That's on Twitter. Tom Takar on uh, Insta. Coach T is uh, it's is it Coach underscore T E A Coach? Yeah, that's correct. There you go. You got to follow Coach uh as well you be yeah careful, send man. in those jokes but don't email them to me because it's it'll be a waste of your time uh i can't read them if you email them um go to that link that i tweet out or just go to comedy central site we got some clips here coach let's do we it get to them let's, let's get to it. these clips we got some us? i i picked some clips that i'm uh i'm really excited to share with you guys this week i wanted to i wanted to mix it up here i wanted to give you 
a bit of classic stuff, a bit of classic Comedy Central, and then a bit of uh, the newer stuff. Even though this this comedy's been around for a while too, but this is like a newer star in the in the stand up comedy world. Uh, so the the first clip I'm going to play for you is from the legend himself, Greg Giraldo, and second clip I have for you is from a comic who has a new special out on HBO Max, and that is Beth Stelling. So here are Greg Giraldo and Beth Stelling. Well, I don't know if these will be issues or not, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of bioethical issues, uh, cloning, stem cell research, you know, nobody cares anymore now that we're in a big war, but... uh, Cloning's gonna happen, let's face it. Let's face it, cloning's gonna happen. Uh, I just don't trust the people doing the cloning. First of all, you got the, uh, this, this guy in, in Italy, a fertility doctor, Antonori. He's supposedly cloning babies. And uh, you know, last year he helped a 72-year-old woman give birth to a baby boy. 72-year-old woman giving birth to a baby boy. Now, I don't know what makes a kid gay, but I would have to think that sucking on a 72-year-old titty would have to be a fact. <laughs> We could, uh, we could have the nature versus nurture argument later if you want, but you got to admit it's at least plausible that if your introduction to womanhood was a crinkled up 72-year-old there's a good chance you'll be sitting on a at some point in your future. Let's be honest. I'm not judging. I'm saying it's possible. Then, of course, you have the, uh, you have the Japanese. They're cloning. They're, they're, the Japanese scientists, they just found a 20,000-year-old mammoth in the, in the ice in Siberia, and they're about to clone it. That's great, because nothing, there's nothing the world needs more right now than a, than a giant, hairy elephant. I've always said that. And first of all, you think the Japanese, of all people, would want nothing to do with prehistoric animals after what happened with Godzilla. You know what I mean? <laughs> Other people are cloning humans, the, uh, the Raelians. They're, they're a doomsday cult. They believe all humans are clones of extraterrestrials, and that these extraterrestrials are going to come back from outer space and take us into outer space one day, which sounds insane, right? But is it any crazier than, than all the rest of our religions? I mean, I was raised Catholic, the Virgin Mary. <laughs> we have a whole religion based on a woman who really stuck to her story. Now, I'm saying that there's a leap of faith there, too. Look at all the religions. Look at the Jews. Look at the insane things the Jews believe. The Jews believe Barbara Streisand's worth a thousand bucks a ticket. If that's not crazy. They believe you have to be circumcised as part of the religion. How is that consistent with the rest of Judeo-Christian faith? God made man in his image. Except for the part. He screwed that up a little time. That we have to fix. I've even been, I've been to a lot of these circumcisions. They actually invite you to go, which is great. You get to watch a circumcision, eat bagels. It's really, it's a very fun event. What do you even wear to a circumcision? I just wore a tie with the end snipped off. I'm like, well, this, this looks good. All the religions are insane. Look at the Islamic extremists. The Islamic extremists believe that if you kill the name of Allah, you get 72 virgins. 72 virgins. Does that make sense to anyone? And it's an ancient religion. Maybe it was misinterpreted. Maybe it's not 72 virgins. Maybe it's a seven foot two Persian. That makes just as much sense. You get in the afterlife, there's some giant Iranian dude. Welcome. Now virgin Persian, baby. You know, the, the Christian right is no, no better. You know, the Christian, Christian extremists are just as bad as anybody else. Pat Robertson, Jerry Falwell, they blame 9-11 on the gays and the, and the lesbians and the pagans. The pagans. I always thought it was the pagans, but apparently it was all kinds of other people involved as well. 
They said 9-11 was evidence that God is angry with us. Really? All the evidence you need that God is angry with us is Justin Timberlake's career. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now, Pat Robertson's asking his followers to pray for the retirement of Supreme Court judges. If you're gonna pray for anyone to retire, why not Ben Affleck? You know what I mean? Seriously. <laughs> Now, they say the, uh, that, you know, the writers say, well, America's lost its moral compass. We've lost our moral compass. We're an evil, corrupt place. Are we really? Maybe we are, or maybe it's just that every, all the evil is in our face now because it becomes obvious and everyone knows about it. Look at Thomas Jefferson. The guy had illegitimate kids in the, in the 1700s, and they caught him last year. <laughs> I mean, if you cheat on your wife and you cover it up for 200 years, you're pretty much thinking you're home free. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything's right in your face, and that is true. Everybody's just open about every evil thing they do. People used to do evil shit all the time, but they kept it quiet. Now it's like, there was a time in our history where if you got pregnant and you didn't know who the father was, you thought, wow, I'm a whore. I should have kept better track. How did I lose track? How did that happen? I should have kept a sign-in page or a journal or something. And you'd make up a lie to tell the kid your father was a hero, he died in the war. And then the kid would grow up and think, wait a minute, we never went to war with Holland in the 70s. What kind of garbage lie was that? But at least you tried. You didn't go on the Maury Povich show and spin a big wheel to see which toothless mullet head was your baby daddy. <laughs> I, I screwed all y'all. All y'all my baby daddy. I screwed all y'all. You and you and you. He looks just like you with the no teeth and the drool and the bald head. He's like, you, you did me in my butt. You can't, you can't get pregnant that way. <laughs> of course, the Madonna thing, you know, people were, were criticizing that. The Madonna, you know, that was so corrupt. Madonna kissing Britney on, on national television. You know what? I got to be honest. To me, it was like watching my grandmother kiss my baby sister. And by that, I mean hot as hell. <laughs> that was pretty damn hot. Although it's Madonna, you'd think she could have amped it up a little bit. You know, she's doing the same tricks that drunken sorority girls use on spring break for shock value. I mean, it's Madonna. The least she could have done is taken a strap onto the Olsen twins. Was that too much to ask? Was that too much to ask? And I don't know. The Patriot Act. That's gonna be a big issue, I think. The Patriot Act, where we're, where we're suspending all sorts of civil liberties to, to fight terrorism. I think the Patriot Act will matter a lot to people once they figure out that it doesn't only apply to Arabs. That's, that's, let's face it, because once it applies to you, it'll matter a little bit more. They're like, well, we're gonna check everyone's computer records. Really, you gotta check my computer records? Is that important? I don't think the government needs to know how I feel about teen Asian sluts in order to fight terrorism. <laughs> Every time we catch a terrorist, he's always a mastermind. They're always terrorist masterminds. He's a mastermind. That's maybe a little flattering a term to apply to these dudes. Don't you think, really, mastermind? Okay, you'll take bomb, right? And uh, you'll put in backpack. Then you'll get on bus. Then you blow yourself up. Why do I have to blow myself up? What? Don't you have remote control or something? <laughs> Who's the friggin' mastermind here, Emilio? <laughs> I, get, uh, I get all my news from the Fox News Channel, because the Fox News Channel is fair and balanced. <laughs> They're fair and balanced. They can barely say they're fair and balanced themselves. I mean, it's a, you know, look, if you're conservative, just admit it. Just admit it. Stop lying. Stop saying you're fair and balanced. They can't even say it. They're like, Fox News, fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> I 
they're so not fair, it's crazy. Like, Supreme Court to hear challenges to Michigan's affirmative action policies. Apparently the darkies have gotten themselves some lawyers. <laughs> And I love the debates. Could they be more mismatched, the debates? Or it was like arguing in favor of strengthening sanctions against North Korea, former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, arguing against Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> I think a lot of the, uh, you know, the media outlets are irresponsible. It's all shock value. It's all ratings. You think they could stop putting these experts on the news with their doomsday scenarios of how the terrorists might attack us? Because you get the sense that they're coming up with ideas that these people haven't thought of themselves. They're like, you know, Wolf, very few people know this, but there's actually an incredibly important atomic substation located right in Ocala, Florida. Now, it wouldn't be hard for them to find. I'll show you right here on the map exactly where it is. All it would take is a very small explosive charge placed in this exact spot right here. I mean, even a firecracker would do it, Wolf, or a bottle rocket. I mean, you could smear an egg McMuffin right in this spot and it would do it. There's only one security guard there. His name's Bob, and he's a bit of a boozer. So imagine the havoc would be right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. My mom uh, has been with Sprint for the last 70 years. And, uh, and she had a little jitterbug flip phone thing uh, and it stopped working. So she took it into the store and she was like, my phone's broken. And they were like, you dropped it. And she's like, I never, you know. And my mom didn't drop it, okay? She keeps it like in her quilt purse, wrapped in a quilt, in another quilt. <laughs> the phone rings and my mom's like, see you later. <laughs> Hello? And then no one's there. So she goes, well, how much is it to replace? And they said, $200. And she's like, I paid 29, you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, with the rebate and everything. She goes, I need to go home and think about it. <laughs> Which only a 63-year-old woman can do, you know? <laughs> just like spend three days without a phone just to figure out whether it's cost viable, you know? <laughs> So she goes home and calls me from the landline looking for some advice, and I was just like, yeah, mom, figure out how much longer you have left, you know? <laughs> On the plan, you monsters. <laughs> so you don't have to pay to get out of it, you know? She goes, okay. So she calls them from the landline, and they say, yeah, we can answer that for you. We just need you to answer some security questions and get out of your account. <laughs> and my mom goes, okay. And Sprint said, who was your childhood best friend? And my mom said, Margo. And Sprint said, no. <laughs> and she goes, was it Gail? <laughs> and they're like, no. And she goes, oh my God, I don't know. Was it Trudy? And they're like, ma'am, you can really only answer this so many times. Why don't you think about it and give us a call back? <laughs> so then my mom calls me again. She's like, this is bogus. <laughs> and I was like, it is. And I got her all fired up and I was like, screw Sprint, mom. Screw Sprint. And she was like, don't cuss. <laughs> 
and she called them back and she's like, I'm gonna be leaving your company. I'm going over to my daughter's company, AT&T. <laughs> like I own it. And, <laughs> and they're like, we're sorry to hear that. Blah, we're sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom goes, well, can I know who my childhood best friend is? <laughs> I just got out of a three-year long-distance relationship. Thanks for being here for me. <laughs> just a light chuckle. Um, he lived in Ohio and I lived in California, and uh, we would see each other when we dated about once a month, you know? So we'd have sex like once a month a ton of times, you know? It was like a reverse period. And, <laughs> I feel like nobody can really get upset by the word period. I think every single person in this room has prayed for a period at some point in their life. <laughs> but I did love him so much that I went out and I got his name uh, tattooed on my back. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. And you know, my best friend was like, wow, Beth, worst mistake of your life. <laughs> what if you sleep with somebody else? Like point taken, you know, if I am sleeping with somebody else from behind and they see this, tattoo him. I can just look back at him and be like, hey, this is the kind of commitment you can expect from me. <laughs> Thank you. I'll do it. You know, it's not like bubble letters and hearts and things like that. It's actually just his signature. So it's really more of like a lease. That's how that worked out. When we broke up, I was single uh, for about a day, you know? Uh, and that is when I realized I'm a little bit of a Tarzan dater, you know? Like, before I let go of this dick, I'm just like, swing into the next dick. <laughs> so there's really only a brief period of time where you can catch me. <laughs> Without a dick in my hand. And one of my first jobs was at a bagel shop. Uh, so as you can imagine, a lot of times I was just like serving bagels uh, straight to my face. <laughs> so I gained a lot of weight. And I took the job, why we all take jobs in food service, uh, for the sexual harassment. And that worked out great. <laughs> I think it was around Christmas time uh, that my boss, my boyfriend, my boss, uh, he announced that we were having a weight loss challenge, <laughs> which sounds illegal. Um, <laughs> So I quit. And eventually I did get very tired of people like just getting a boner for my personality, you know? <laughs> so I wanted to lose some weight, get in shape. And I started riding my bike everywhere, which is great. It keeps your haunches tight. Like, I'm probably gonna bike until I die, you know? So I can have like an open leg casket. <laughs> Don't steal that idea, dude. You could do it too. <laughs> but, I rode my bike in like every city that I lived in. And when I lived in Chicago, I would bike through the winters and it gets freezing. So I'd have to just like bundle up real tight. And one day I was bundled and I pulled up to a stop sign. Some old man must've been waiting for the bus cause he leaned over to me and he goes, excuse me, sir, is a bus coming? And I was like, mm, I'm a girl. <laughs> and then I rode away. So the rest of that winter, I was just wearing my bra on the outside of my coat. 
and making sure that my dick was tucked up in my pants. That's just a safety thing. <laughs> it could get caught in my chain, so. Gives an idea of how big it is. When it's warmer out, I can wear less clothing, like my sex is more apparent, you know? And I was biking to a show in Los Angeles, trying not to crash as I was like checking out my own cleavage, you know? And a man in a van pulled up next to me and he leaned out his window and he just goes, sex. <laughs> and I said, no. Really more of a song that we created together. <laughs> it's hard to ride away from somebody when you collaborate like that. Yeah, too. I usually uh, will date potheads. <laughs> it's kind of my thing, you know? I don't know why. I guess they can't leave if they're already gone. That's <laughs> yeah, what it is, you know? And I have done it since college, and I remember this one time in college trying to impress this pothead, which, you know, <laughs> isn't hard. <laughs> and everybody was smoking weed, uh, so I went ahead and just like smoked all of it. <laughs> Until I thought that my mouth would never be wet again. <laughs> and then I proceeded to eat an entire pint of ice cream just to be able to swallow, really. <laughs> just to like wet my whistle. <laughs> Cause I was fairly certain that the police were coming. You know? And somebody was gonna need to talk to them. So. And then everybody started to get up and leave, like, one by one, because of me. Because I was making it awful for everybody. <laughs> and the guy that I liked started to get up and go, and I was like, oh, no. You know? So I looked at him, and I was like, hey, it was really good to see you. You too. I answered for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just threw in a little, you too. <laughs> and then I laughed for about three days. All right. That was Greg Giraldo from his Comedy Central Presents from season eight, if you want to go watch the whole thing. And Beth Stelling from her episode of The Half Hour, that's on season four. So confusing that they changed. <laughs> no offense to Comedy Central. I love you. It's so funny that they changed the names. But uh, just look up. If you go to Comedy Central uh, Presents, you can find the Greg Giraldo special. If you go to the half hour on Comedy Central's uh, website, you can find Beth Stelling's full special. And that clip, uh, part of it, is on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page right now. I decided to play a little bit more. I decided to give you a digger deep into the Beth Stelling well, and you can watch an, an extended version of that clip um, without the second part of it. The, you can watch some more on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page if you want to see more Beth Stelling. And again, she does have a special out. I believe it was through Team Coco on uh, on HBO Max. I'm not sure about that, but if you, if you go to HBO Max and uh, search for Beth Stelling, you'll find that. And then... Greg Giraldo is 
one of the greatest comics of all time. He sadly passed away in, in 2010, and uh, I'm like a little bit uh, shaken up because I just listened to this great uh, this great portion of uh, WTF where Mark Maron does a, a tribute to Greg Giraldo. I remember listening to it when it came out, and uh, it's it's very touching and uh, kind of hard to listen to, honestly, in, uh, mm-hmm. in retrospect 10 years later, but uh, just... Such a talent. Greg Giraldo is one of the most interesting people uh, who ever did stand up, I think. He he went to Harvard Law and was a lawyer. He was a full-time lawyer. I, and I did not know that. All. It's crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, he has an insane story. I was just reading. A, I remembered that about him because I, I don't remember. I listened to him on podcasts and stuff, but after he after he died, there were there was a lot of talk about him. And just this appreciation of what a brilliant mind he was, and you can hear it in his stand-up. He, he's one of my favorite types of comedian, which is one who can be political and and still brilliant and not not even necessarily hardcore part. Of, he calls George Bush stupid in <laughs> in uh in this clip, but I think even people who liked Bush wouldn't be that mad at him. Maybe I'm wrong. I I have a bad eye for that stuff sometimes, but. I think he was just so silly on top of being brilliant and observational that he could get away with a little more than some people who just say their political opinion and then move along. I, I think he's you you just see how smart he is through his writing, but it's not it it doesn't slap you in the face. It's still very relatable. He doesn't he doesn't show you his reading you know he doesn't show you his studies you just Uh pick it up from his subject matter and i love that it's not dripping with look how smart i am he's he's coming down to you because he is he was an everyman like he's he's really brilliant and uh i i just really appreciated his comedy i used to i i was he was such a big part of my childhood because he was on colin quinn's show all the time uh what the hell was that called? Now I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. What was I, that show? Tough Crowd. I'm tough a fool. Crowd, yeah. uh, t- I used to watch Tough Crowd all the time, and Greg Giraldo had some of the best moments on it. I believe it's him who has one of the most horrific burns on Dad Fan, who won uh, the first season of Last Comic Standing, and then is, and then is in <laughs> on Tough Crowd, and it's kind of unfair because he just <laughs> doesn't quite fit in with that crew, and then yeah. Geraldo just rips him apart, and it's very funny. Greg but, Geraldo, uh, he, he's a legendary roaster. Absolutely. So he got yeah. a lot of acclaim for his just incredible roast stuff, and there's a lot of roast compilations on YouTube. I highly recommend looking him up. And I think Marin says it in his uh, in his tribute on uh, WTF, but it's like it's almost unfortunate that he got uh, like. P- pigeonholed as th- this ain't like mean <laughs> roasty comic because he he was great at that but he's also a brilliant stand-up which there's a there's a segment of roast battle comics that are just brilliant roasters and that's what they do best and then they they we don't really know them as incredible stand-ups but Geraldo was an even better stand-up comedian than roast battler or then it wasn't roast battle that he was doing but then roaster in my opinion but he was one of the greatest at roasts of all time maybe the best i don't know if if there's anybody better i mean than that's him. what the guys say i mean that's what that's what ross said when i talked to ross they say like, hey man Gerard, greg was one of that guy 
Can I tell you, I found this story about Geraldo and Ross that I think is wildly fascinating, and I've got, I've got to tell you about it here. So uh, in 93, so Geraldo started comedy in 92, from, from what I can tell. Uh-huh. And in 93, uh, I think, I, I don't know, I think he was still a lawyer at this point, and I think he was doing comedy and law for a little while. But in 93, Geraldo provided pro bono defense counsel services to his friend, this is off of uh, his Wikipedia, and fellow comedian uh, Jeffrey Ross, who was charged with inciting a riot. Ross was performing at a comedy club on Long Island when a member of the audience pulled out a toy gun that looked real. Ross grabbed the gun and fought with the man for control. He was arrested in the incident. When Ross went to court to face the charges, Greg volunteered to be his attorney as a favor and they slept in his parents' basement in Queens and drove to court in a Jeep and had, like, dirty blue sports jackets on. And it, he said it took him two tries, but he got the case dismissed. Uh, Geraldo, Geraldo said that at the time of the case, he had never litigated in a courtroom before. And when the case was upgraded to a weapons charge, he had nearly told Ross to plead guilty, which would have resulted in his friends serving in jail time. The judge called us over and I had to plead. I have no idea what I'm doing here. <laughs> and they had to get a real lawyer and come back a month later. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it's so funny. Almost sent Ross to jail. Damn. He got yeah, and he almost was responsible for it. Uh, I really, I really enjoy that story because that's a very you can tell he had comedian DNA in his bones because he was just like, I'm just gonna bullshit my way yeah, through this, and yeah. then like, and we then don't play those games here. Um, there's a couple things I want to get to here. We have some joke detective stuff to get to, but first I want to give a shout out real fast. Uh, I'm I'm very sad this week because we lost. One of the best comedy clubs in the country uh, this week. And Ooh, lost it. It's closed permanently. Um, they shut it down. They couldn't survive. It was in Texas, Austin, Texas. Cap City Comedy Club. No! Cap City is dead. Are and you serious? I am serious. It truly pains me to say Those this. Those guys are amazing to work with. They, I'm not kidding. Top five club in the country for me. Like I loved going there so much. The staff there was incredible. Uh, Margie and Chandy were just so cool to me and, uh, very warm. It's one of the first clubs that I, that I featured at. And, um, I spent like a month in Austin because of that club and because I, I just loved it. I loved the scene. Uh, I know they're hurting right now and, um, it sucks. It really, really, really sucks. And, uh, this is a tough time we're living through. And I think we're going to, I think this is only the beginning. I'm worried we're going to lose more clubs, and uh, because of that, I want to give a shout-out. I got this email a while back, and I feel so bad because I meant to read it earlier, but then it seemed like we had recorded it. Uh, by the time this episode would have come out, it seemed like it was going to be too late. Boy, was I wrong, because this has gone on way longer than we ever anticipated. Uh, so I got this email in July, uh, late July. It's, it's from Michael Gill. He says, hi, Tom. Absolutely love the show. You and Coach are crushing it. I'm, I'm writing to ask if you could please give a shout-out to NIVA, and that is uh, NIVA, National Independent Venue Association. We really mm. need people to go to SaveOurStages.com and spend 30 seconds sending the letter to Congress uh, supporting Save Our Stages Act. Directly supports venues, festivals, and the Restart Act, uh, small businesses in, in general. Uh, it gets voted on in a little over a week, and we need to push as hard as possible. So that vote... Uh, that was I a think, week ago? 
No, that was a while back. Oh, Tom. <laughs> but but the the Save Our Stages thing is still like there's still lawsuits t- happening. It's still I thought that we had missed the window by the time we got this email. Uh, based on our recording schedule, that's but the best it's still, email you ever read on here. <laughs> it's uh, it's still very, very relevant. So, go to saveourstages.com for more information on how you can help. And uh, it's it's really hard to see businesses close that were really, really fucking great to comedians and to staff. And um, that place is like a family, and yeah. it's it's really hard. And you can tell. You know, the way that the staff talks about that club, you know that they were good uh, to their people. And comics love that place. I love that place. Um, it, it's it's really, really special to me. So I am I'm devastated, man. Uh, I'm really, really bummed out. And I hope we I mean, that's truly one of the best clubs in the country closing down. It's not, you I know, mean, Uncle mean, Chuckles uh, yeah. fart house. It's I mean, <laughs> I mean it's a lot a great one. A lot of a lot of clubs are gonna go away. Let's that's just, what let's scares just keep me. Keep it one hundred. A yeah, lot of clubs are going down. That's that's exactly what I'm I'm afraid of. So all we can do is try our best here. If you have a local club that you really like, go to their. St- I mean, maybe if you don't feel comfortable going, I don't know if they're having shows. A lot of places are doing outdoor shit now. I know it. It, it feels or it sounds weird. Everyone's struggling, and then you have people within the entertainment industry that are like, "Hey, you know, we need some help too." But you know, the part, the venue part, and and mainly the stand up comic part, there's not a lot of really rich people, and the ones who are really, yeah. really rich are taking care of the ones that are not so rich. Like, you got to think about the waitresses. You have to think about yes. the Uber guys who take people to these clubs. Like, it's a mm-hmm. we're in an economy, and we and, and, and to lose venues like this is devastating. And then there's no place to go for an outlet, which is even worse. Yeah. So now, now you're dealing with a whole, you know, mental health aspect that's just not being addressed in the country right now, and, I, and I'm very surprised by that. I really don't want us to lose the great comedy club businesses that – have that do good things for comics who support comics. I I don't want to lose those. So check out saveourstages.com really quick. We got a couple joke detective things to get to. We, we have a, we have a solve. Okay. Who somebody solved something. Somebody solved a joke detective for me. I did not anticipate, uh, this one. I got it wrong. I thought that it was, uh, somebody like Pat Oswald. So the joke detective that was sent in was, uh, they were looking for someone who compared the DMV to oh, the yes. star Wars, uh, bar. Uh, she, okay. So let me, let me read this email here. It's Stephanie Eddings writes in, uh, joke detective, star Wars DMV. Well, hello there. I believe this week's joke detective was made by Nick Kroll. He also talks about how he crop dusted everyone in line at the DMV. It cracked me up. Let me know. P.S. I love the show. Say hello to Coach T for me. Hey! <laughs> Thanks, uh, Stephanie. Oh, I guess it's Sinlar uh, from Tucson, Arizona. That's Stephanie Sinlar? Yeah. She says, hi, Coach. Uh, Steph- <laughs> Stephanie was Hi, my- Coach. Hey, hey, hey boo. Uh, listen, <laughs> Stephanie was my mother's name, so anyone named Stephanie have a, a very special place in my heart. There you go, Stephanie. I think she's right, also. I looked it up. I couldn't find the clip, but I did find a meme that seemed exactly like what the person was describing i'll have to go back and look through but if you sent that in let us know if that's the right one i'm going to try to find the email and i'll uh, i'll forward that over um we got one more clip yeah let's get to it man let's do it uh all right let's end with this i decided 
I was going through the old Comedy Central stand-up YouTube, and I saw a familiar face that I wanted to share with you guys. I think because I played the Geraldo, it got me in a Comedy Cellar kick. I also played the Simonson clip from the Cellar. I just missed the Cellar, man. And I saw this guy twice. The first two times I went to the Cellar when I was visiting New York, it was very important to me to go to the Comedy Cellar. I, it, it, I had a, it was the background on my phone for years and the night that I took this picture that was the background of my phone, I, I saw this guy do 45 minutes and just murder. Uh, he's a guaranteed killer. He's the guy that you put on last because you know he's going to murder. Uh, this last clip is from a comedian named Godfrey, hey. uh, who I'm sure you guys know. If you don't, you've seen him before. You've seen him in 7-Up yep. commercials yep. and the like. Uh, just a killer. And uh, this is from an episode of This Week at the Comedy Cellar. You can see it on uh, Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page where you can see a lot of cool shit, like full-hour specials from people. Kumail's special, Beta Male's up there now in full. Get on that. I played a clip of his uh, last week or a couple weeks ago now. And uh, check that out. This is Godfrey. You ever been in Deep South? You ever been in Deep South? Deep South? Deep, deep South. Those are the those are the trunk the ones the deep south where their mouths don't move. You know what I'm talking about? They'll be like, hey man, I just wanna let you know you just hunt his head right there. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I don't tell you right now. He just got <laughs> yeah. I love Alabama football, okay? Love Alabama football. Don't matter if you boo it. Don't matter. They're just good players. You must be from a loser school. They were the last to have black players, Alabama football. And Bear Bryant at the time, he was the coach for Alabama, and they were like, well, I think we need color players. And the, and the alumni was like, we don't want no goddamn color players, you damn man, man. No color players, goddamn. You better not hear no I'm sure you know what they were saying, right? And then, one day, Alabama was playing a team with colored players. And this is what they saw. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was one of them colored players, coach. He's like, yo, let me get the phone. Yeah, we need some colored players. Why? Because to catch the other colored players. Shit. Oh, the white guys just went by. Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, we dominate the sports and shit. Anytime we get interested in sports, we're taking it from you. We're taking it from you. Golf took it from you. Tennis took it from you. All that shit. We just got to get interested. You know what I'm saying? That's why you have X Games, Because <laughs> you were tired of black dudes taking all your shit. And you were like, dude, we got to find some shit that these black dudes won't touch. How about we jump out of a helicopter on a bike into a garbage can? How about that? <laughs> They'll never do it. They'll just never do it, I know. All right, that was Godfrey from This Week at the Comedy Cellar. If you like the show this week, just like Netflix has their algorithm, this is the Tom Takargrithm. If you like Beth Stelling, check out the Putterball Sisters, who uh, are part of the collective Entertaining Julia with Beth Stelling back in Chicago. They started it. And if you like Greg Giraldo, I think you should check out Ronnie Chang, who also does really brilliant political humor in a way that I love. And uh, if you have jokes for us, 
go to the forum. Go to the forum on Comedy Central's website. I'm tweeting it out uh, at Tom Takar, T H A K K A R for that last name. So go to my page if you want the link. Maybe I'll even put it in my bio to make it easier. And if you have joke detectives, send them into SUTTPod at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff if you like the show. Tell a friend, impress them with your comedy knowledge, and uh, get on the YouTube page, Comedy Central Stand Up YouTube. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Again, uh, follow me and Coach T. I'm at Tom Takar. Coach T is at Coach underscore TEA. And uh, we'll see you next week on Stand Up with Tom Takar. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.